0: Hello everyone, welcome back to our community. If you're not watching on Spotify right now, you really should because I'm very impressed with this lighting setup. It feels so professional, my God. I just recorded this episode you're about to listen to with Amanda Freeman, who is the founder of SLT, of Stretch Studio. She was a trend forecaster in the wellness space and she is just, has so much knowledge about fitness, recovery, wellness, trends, all the things. And it was such a great conversation. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with wellness trends, but also like workout classes. And I just like, this was a dream for me. SLT is one of my favorite classes. The one I've gone back to the most, it's one of the first ones I ever took and stayed consistent with for years. And, It was just like a dream to have her. So let's get into what's in alignment and out of alignment. I usually don't talk about the guest that soon into the intro, but we're literally like she just walked out the door. So it's fresh on my mind. In alignment for me this week has to be this last weekend. I went to New Orleans with my college friends for our five-year reunion. I went to Tulane University and it was filled with belly laughs and just being back in my favorite place with my favorite people there's nothing like it. I got so emotional so many times over like, I can't believe we're not the students here. You know what I mean? Like we went to the house that we used to live in and we knocked on the door and we were like, I'm sorry, can we come in? We lived here five years ago. And I was just like thinking about if when I was in school, someone said we lived here five years ago, I'd be like, oh my God, they're so old. And it's just like so crazy. But it was, you know, Even this week, I got home, then I hung out with my high school friends, then I hung out last night again and watched The Bachelor with some of my college friends that I was with all weekend. And it just felt, I don't know, I'm in a very, I'm also ovulating right now, so it's the perfect time for this. But I don't know, you can tell I'm like re-energized. I always get re-energized when I just kind of take my eyes off the screen and social media and spend time with my friends. Like it just really does re-energize me. And I'm realizing that the last time I spoke about Israel, I was fully on mute and didn't end up uploading the episode. So I do just wanna say, and be very fucking clear on my stance that I stand with Israel. I am praying for the people in Palestine, in Gaza, in Israel, I'm praying for all of them. I'm not parading around the streets hoping for anyone to die. I want overall peace, but what I will say is I am anti-Hamas, anti the terrorist organization. I just wanna be really clear And, you know, I spoke about it in my latest vlog and couldn't believe the people that commented and said, wow, thank you so much because this isn't really being spoken about on YouTube. And one girl literally commented, I just went into the bomb shelter in Israel and like put on your video to distract myself and wasn't expecting this to be spoken about. And thank you so much. And like, it's just so important to use your voice. So I just wanted to throw that in there, not as something in alignment, let me tell you, but just wanted to take a minute to say that and honestly all my friends are jewish that i went to tulane with so it was really nice to all be together we lit shabbat candles that friday night in the hotel room it was just great what's out of alignment honestly naturally after a trip like that like i'm not feeling the healthiest i lost my voice i feel bloated you know all the things that happen after a trip especially to new orleans especially when you're drinking and my half marathon's a few weeks away so i'm like okay i need to stop drinking I need to get back into feeling super healthy. I feel like it takes, honestly, a week. I'm like now in my head like why did I eat Thai food last night? But it's fine. I feel like it takes some time to feel healthy again. But I am committed to over the next week like getting back into the running shape I felt I was in before New Orleans. I felt so good about every run. I felt strong. I felt slim. I felt not inflamed at all. And I just want to get back to that place before the half marathon in a few weeks because I want to go there feeling really good. So. I'm going to dedicate the next few weeks to that. And honestly, like the next, I feel like I was saying every weekend in the summer, like I hate summer, blah, 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 but can't wait for fall. And including last weekend, I feel like the next like four weekends are such pleasant, great weekends coming up. So turning that out of alignment into an in alignment, I have so much to look forward to, so much wholesomeness. And the next few weekends coming up are going to be easy to stay healthy and train for the half marathon. So I'm gonna try to not really drink unless, I don't know, we're celebrating something like on my, our anniversary, mine and Ethan's 12 year anniversary is the week before the half marathon. So we're going upstate, we're gonna run, cook, like just do a little retreat. So I might have like a glass of wine, but who knows, maybe we'll be good or not. Cause he's running a full marathon, but anyway. Let's breathe in what was in alignment for us this week. Breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. (sighs) You guys, I totally need to make merch that's in alignment, out of alignment, right? Product recommendation for this week is going to be the coffee that's sitting in front of me because if you are somewhere with a law column, you just need to know about this and I'm not, who am I to not tell you just because like I can't make commission because it's a coffee order. No, you need to know about this. If you are a basic bitch like me and love pumpkin, this is for you. So if you're not familiar with La Colombe, here's a little order for you. Year-round black and tan. What that means is half cold brew, half oat draft latte. So good. It's iced. It's frothy. It's not too sweet. It's strong. You get the gist. In the fall, get a pumpkin black and tan because that half latte will be a pumpkin spice latte. You're welcome. It's not too sweet. It's the perfect hint of pumpkin. It's frothy. So good. So I kind of already spoke about the guest and the topics that we're going to get into, but just as a little recap, she is the founder of Vital Juice SLT Stretched, her latest venture, which is designed to improve health by providing one-on-one assisted stretch sessions. Her entrepreneurial journey has been anything but stagnant, all based in the wellness industry. We're going to talk about what the fuck is Gray and Megaformer Pilates, why is it different than regular Pilates, because no one seems to know, Why is stretching actually so important? Any recovery tips she has, a prescription for us for stretching, trend forecasting. What does that job look like? And what are some wellness trends, wellness ics? Where does she see the future of wellness and fitness going? All of that fun stuff. So if this is something you think a friend would be interested in, please send it to a friend. Put it on your Instagram story. Leave a review if you haven't left. Help this podcast soar, okay? I help you, you help me. (laughs) I stopped recently just because of the half marathon, but like, which half did you run? I'm doing Philly in two oh, weeks, so I'm just like not doing oh. strength for a few weeks, but I'm obsessed. That's exciting. Are yeah. you a runner or nope. this is new? I've
1: never ran more than a mile in my life. So that's until what I this. said until I started training Wait, for- Wait, really? Yeah, I hadn't. I was not a runner. I'd never run more than a mile. I did. I ended up doing four halves and one full. And then and then since then I've barely run a mile. Okay, see I
0: think that's I think I'm gonna get the itch to do a fall after this because I'm like loving the culture of training. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I love the the schedule and talking to people about yeah. it and all of that. And eating like a giant meal after right? a run. like I can't wait to I feel like I'm gonna do first half, then one in New York so like friends and family can come and then I, I might do the November fall and call today. Yeah. Feel like if you're already training don't,
1: i said I, I always said i'm like i'm doing one full i'm never doing another and everyone's like no you're gonna love it and then I after i did it i was like i'm never doing this again because it's just not good for your body it's
0: taxing on your yeah. body and i'm like well aware of that i feel like it's more of a bucket list thing yeah. it's not something i need to like no. continue to do what's your pace like 10 minute mile that's what i was yeah okay so i feel like that's a yeah. like new runner yeah thing
1: yeah, I think I ran the half in two hours and 10 minutes. Is that about right? That's yeah, because
0: yeah. when I calculated my current pace, it's like two hours 20. And then I feel like with adrenaline and everything, yeah, it'll be. Exactly. and then I think
1: my full was like four and a half hours because it's just brutal. You can't stay on that, you just can't you do stay consistent on that pace. I did New York, so I trained for New York, and then they canceled the year they canceled it. They canceled it on a Friday night.
0: Why? Because of COVID, two I don't before. remember. No,
1: there was a hurricane and staten island got really damaged mm. and they didn't feel like they could like do the marathon while people were like not having homes or that electricity sucks though so two After nights before training it was canceled they Friday didn't reschedule night. it no <sighs> the way i would cry myself to sleep oh my god it was so devastating like i, I had said at the time like that i'm like i, I had lost both my parents before then like oh. years before then and i'm like and this was work. You know, I was like, that's how bad
0: it felt. Because your whole body and like, emo- it's like you put a lot of emotion and stuff into it. My chair is like.
1: It has a mind of its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: really? Okay. Um, I can't even imagine because you put, you also sacrifice a lot. Oh, yeah. For marathon training specifically. Half doesn't feel so crazy. Right. Like, it really doesn't. Is your
1: longest run 10 miles? or 10. Yeah.
0: And I've done it three times so far. So I'm like. In two weeks, I can run another three with the adrenaline Definitely. and everything, like, easy. Definitely. I think I'm doing 12 this weekend, and, like, that's it.
1: Oh, I wouldn't even do that.
0: No? Just say fuck it. Do you it. really need
1: a long one again?
0: That's what my my plan says. All right. I think it's, so like, So you're one- doing 12?
1: I don't think you need longer than 11.
0: Well, it's a 120-minute run, so
1: it's probably
0: okay. a little under 12 with okay. my pace. But we'll see.
1: And this or is your last long run, right?
0: Maybe I'll do 11. We'll see. I don't know. It's 80 degrees tomorrow. So now I'm like, maybe I'll just do it Sunday. Yeah. Wait, so I need to talk to you about this, though.
1: As everyone
0: or most people listening know, I am like a workout class connoisseur. Like, for literally eight years, I've been trying every single class. Now, with this running journey, I'm doing less classes. But, like, for the longest time, I was just obsessed with trying every single class. I reviewed them on YouTube, TikTok, all the things. So to say that SLT is not only my favorite... I don't like saying Pilates because we'll get into that. Not it's it. not. But like in all of the Pilates classes I've ever taken, SLT is my favorite. And of all the workout classes I've ever taken, SLT is like top two, I which is What's saying a lot. the other one? It's a new one. I've been loving Army, which is totally different. Oh, that's why I say like workout classes in general. That's like my favorite hit class. But yours is my favorite low impact of all of them. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. And like I go through phases where like I liked P-Vol for a little. I love the class, but like SLT is the one, you know, when you just have that one that you always go back to. Yes. And like when someone says, What's your rec? Like that's always the one. Yeah. I just find that SLT specifically of all of the like mega former classes, it's almost like you don't try too hard. You're not doing the most with like, like there's another class. Can I name? Do you care? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Like solid core. It's wh- it's like so aggressive. That it's like, whoa, <laughs> it like hurts my body. Yeah. It's too in that's your face. That. SLT feels good.
1: Yeah. If we try to be smart about the workout, not, we want it to be very challenging, but in a smart way. Right. And that's really how we've evolved, where we are thinking of form, we're thinking of safety, we're thinking of injury prevention and longevity when we're creating the routines. And so we want them to be hard, but we also want people to be successful at them and not to get hurt.
0: Right. You don't want to leave crying or like injure your joints like because some megaformer classes almost similar to running. It's like that's not good for your body. Like right. staying in that lunge or whatever for like 2 whole minutes on that machine is
1: Right. Not- like you can you can make something impossible, but if half the class can't do it or if a few people are going to get hurt from it, why? Right. Like we want people to be able to do the workout Till they're 70 and or whatever. And like multiple yes. times a week. Yes. And it
0: feels good. And they're not too sore to like work out for an entire week.
1: Totally. We want you to get sore, but in a good way, not a bad way.
0: Right. Can we talk about, though, I think maybe 99% of people do not understand that a mega former class or going to SLT is not Pilates. Yeah. Like people like me who take a lot of classes and have tried them all understand most people really will say like oh i'm literally i can't tell you how many people have said to me i'm trying pilates for the first time i saw your slt review i'm so excited mm. i'm so scared and i'm like then they'll leave and be like holy fucking shit pilates is so hard and i'm yeah. like no 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 no, no." the way i describe it is like pilates on steroids yeah but can you describe in a more articulate way i mean that's pretty articulate <laughs> and that's basically
1: what we've said from the start we used to say like Pilates on crack or Pilates on steroids, but yeah. you had to, we had to get a little more PC. Right. I think high <laughs> intensity Pilates is one of the ways it's described, but you have to understand we avoided using the word Pilates to describe us for the first like eight years yeah. of our existence because of some of the negative or not negative but specific connotations with Pilates that don't apply to what we do. I call the whole world of what we do better former studios okay. because I think our equipment is not a reformer. Traditional Pilates is done on a reformer. And traditional Pilates was started for rehab purposes where people had back pain and they're trying to strengthen their back. And to strengthen your back, you have to strengthen your core to protect your back. Um, and so that those are the origins of Pilates. The origins of what we do of the mega former was to take that foundation, but make it very athletic and physical. And so that's the world of better former. So I, we also used to say when this was a common way to describe things, if cardio strength training and Pilates had a baby, it would be SLT. Totally. So, you know, people used to say that about businesses.
0: It's hard because like the machines look similar. If you look from an outsider at a Pilates reformer studio and SLT, you would be like, oh, that's the same class. So I think that's why people get confused is like they'll watch videos of all these different classes and it looks the same, but it's almost not until you feel the difference and the resistance and the weight do you realize that they're entirely different classes. So are you a Pilates girl at all? Do you mix that in? No.
1: Okay, why? I was, so my sort of origin story for SLT is that I was actually a bar client at that time because before SLT existed the only boutique studios that really existed were bar and spin. But I'd always liked the results that people get from Pilates. So you'd see those people who do Pilates three times a week with their private Pilates instructor. And I was like, that's the body I want. And back then, fitness was about results. And I think we still are about results. I don't think fitness is as much about results these days, but back then it was about results and i was like that's the body like results i want so i should be doing pilates but i didn't enjoy pilates i didn't like the like slow nature it's boring it's a lot of stopping and starting because you use certain accessories for one move and then you have to take them off yourself and place them in the right place and there's no urgency to the workout so in probably a 50 or 60 minute workout you're probably actually working out like 25 minutes because there's a lot of other stuff going on and you're not doing any I found I wasn't doing things long enough to get like so like feel a burn you're just stopping and starting but I knew I wanted those results so when I used to do a Pilates private now and then I would then get on like the elliptical machine after to feel like I had really worked out um, but then a friend had introduced me to this studio in LA where the guy who made the megaformer, Sebastian Legree, had a studio in West Hollywood. She was like, You have to try it. I tried it and I got on the machine. I was terrible, as everybody is the first time, but I knew instantly, like, this was what I wanted. This was Pilates on crack. This was get those results in this high intensity, fun group motivated music led environment that had did not exist prior to this and I knew it was what I was looking for I didn't feel like I had to take another workout after I was sore as as sore as I've ever been and I'd say like you don't get sore 24 hours later you get sore like 36 hours yeah. later you know that's what led me to it I'm not Pilates certified I've probably taken I could count on my two hands the number of actual Pilates classes I've taken. Now there's all these, like, group Pilates studios as well. But that didn't start till, you know, a few years after SLT. But, yeah, Pilates doesn't do it for me. I need that, like, more of the cardio that comes with what we do
0: and the intensity yes and to feel like okay i got in this low impact workout but i also feel like i just killed my body in a, yes. in a positive way yeah where you get not to depleting it yeah. yeah fatigue but like not depleting totally mentally yes and it's interesting that you said like i i kind of feel like results is almost like a dirty word yeah. now and it's like no one wants to admit that they're working out for aesthetics and it's like I'll admit I'm doing it for both. You know what I mean? Like Something could be so great for me mentally, but if I'm not seeing any results, I'm gonna at least add something else in. You don't wanna put work in and not feel anything after. And I also feel like the megaformer is for a very specific type of person. I feel like when I walked in, I had the same experience as you where I was like, this is the perfect balance of all the workouts I love. Like This is the exact culmination of everything I love. But I find that a lot of people will walk in and never walk back in again because they're like, like, I just feel like it's so you're all in or you're all out. Do you find that?
1: Yeah. And I think because it's such a bizarre first experience and you're so not successful that it takes someone who gets it. Like even that, like I was saying, like I was terrible at it, but I knew that if I worked at it, that the results were there. Like I felt. You feel muscles you've never felt before when you do these workouts and you're like, ah, like even though it took me 30 seconds of the minute we were in it to even get my positioning right, once I understood what it was supposed to feel like, I knew that I wanted to work at being able to do it. But to your point, most people don't. So we have a very low, compared to a lot of other modalities, we have a low first time or retention rate. So we need to get more first timers in or you know you need more repeat clients because people come back less fewer people come back after that first class than do a spin class.
0: But I do also think it's probably due to the fact that Of all the classes I've ever taken, and it's because of the machine and how hard it is, that's the one class where someone can walk in and feel so, like, alone in that they weren't good at it. You know what I mean? If they don't hear something like this before and understand or talk to friends that say, like, I always say to my friends, you're going to suck at it, and you're going to be shaking and feel so weak, but that's because it's such a good workout, and, like, you'll get get there. The shaking never stops, but, like... You're gonna feel like, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But like if you know that every single person feels that way, I feel like you're more likely to come back and wanna get better at it. Yeah. So what would you say to someone listening who's like, I've been too scared to
1: try it? I would just say, obviously, like pick make a make an appointment, come, you're gonna suck. I always <laughs> say to come to the less busy classes your first time because then you'll get a little more attention and you'll feel less confused probably um, but someone has to be humble you have to be like forgiving to yourself and not judge yourself and I think people are worried everybody's looking at them but nobody is looking at them you are looking at your own machine everybody's worried about their own stability and focus on how they look they're not looking in the mirror at you and so you just have to be not self-conscious and not se- judgmental of yourself we instruct the instructors to when they're giving the machine demo at the beginning of class for a newbie, say exactly what you were saying. Like, you're going to suck at this. <laughs> don't, you know, don't, worry. don't judge. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. You'll get that. If you like it, you'll keep coming back and you'll get the hang of it. Everybody, it takes everybody like four classes to really get the hang of it.
0: And in this class specifically, I would say that element of, like, no one's looking at you is so true because it takes so much focus yeah. for your own workout. You know what I mean? It's not just everyone standing in place doing jumping jacks. It's, like, you actually really have to focus, which is why I love it because the class flies by because you're yeah. so focused on doing everything correctly and the form, and, you know, it's, like, it's honestly, like, mindful and yes. intentional. You yes. really tune into your body to, like, understand which muscle you're hitting, and that's why I love it. But I was curious. You moved years later into also – opening stretched yeah Was there something in SLT where you were like after working for years in fitness understanding the importance of recovery or stretching that like wasn't being there were, no one was paying attention to before?
1: Yeah so stretched came from a few observations that I had had. One was at SLT. Um, we always designate the last two to three minutes of class for coordinated stretches. And you'll see almost half the class probably ditch out, start wiping down their machine during the stretch instead of stretching. And so that observation was like, wow, people don't want to stretch out themselves at the end of class. Like they they think they have better things to do, even though stretching is really important. But if you watch someone in a gym with their personal trainer – you'll see them being stretched out by their personal trainer at the end of the session for like five to 10 minutes. And it's their favorite part of the workout. So it's like in one instance, when you're self stretching, nobody wants to do it. So true. And when you're being stretched out, everybody's like, please make this more of my session. And so this idea was why aren't there places that you could go to where you don't have to stretch after you work out, where it's just like on its own, where you can stretch after you work out you could stretch before you work out you could stretch on your off day it can have nothing to do with working out why are there not these places you know everything at the time that we started stretched uh, it was like we said it was the dry barization of everything where you know the idea of dry bar was prior to dry bar you would get a blowout at the same place you would get your hair cut or colored yeah. and it was just one service offering and they pulled it out and said let's just specialize in blowouts and you know, do nonstop blowouts and do them like a factory kind of a blowouts. So that same idea started coming to everything where there were people, places where you just went to get your hair colored and they didn't offer cut. They didn't offer blowouts. There were facial uh, boutiques popping up. Yeah, Yeah, where it's like you don't now go upstairs to your dermatologist. There was all of this happening. And so the idea was like, why are we not doing this with stretching? Um, because everybody should be stretching and you know this is coming off of me having started slt which you just made the point slt is not for everyone and so it's niche and i was like stretching isn't niche like everybody should be stretching this is like a mass offering um in terms of like who it qualifies for it or who it might resonate with so there that's where the idea for stretch came from and I'm very proud of stretched um, the branding. I, I don't know if you've been into a stretch. I've been but once. It's like I'm up obs- every time I go in. I'm still like obsessed with like the ceilings and all the little touches. And we do have a wide variety of clientele. Sorry, I'm realizing I didn't go in though. Oh. I I was like at an event, so I actually have never been in the studio. Oh. I'll have to go. Yeah, you have to come. It's so cute, and we also offer things beyond stretching. It really became more of a recovery place. And that's the broader trend that stretching fits into. And my original career was trend forecasting. And so I'm always thinking about about, like trends. Um, And so like the recovery space started to take off largely because it was like 10 or, you know, let's say like five to 10 years into like the recovery or the boutique fitness boom. So people just started to exercise so hard and doing it instead of just like one or two times a week, they were doing it like every day. And so the kind of counter trend to that, to this, these, like, really hardcore workouts is recovery. If you're going to put your body through that, through, like, a boot camp workout for five years, like, things are going to happen. And you're going to need to, like, be doing IV or stretching or doing cryo or cold plunges. And so this whole world started to evolve. And so at Stretched, we, in addition to assisted stretching, we do the Norma Tech Boots. Mm-hmm. We do the hypervolt massage. We do something called faceage I don't know if you've heard of our faceage, the facial massage yeah, thing yeah, yeah. is really, you know, why is or you know, everyone exercises their body. Why are you not like exercising your skin and your face? So we offer that service. Um, and so it's part of this broader recovery trend that we should be taking time to help our body, you know, meditation is part of this trend. Yeah. Um, infrared sauna, all of those things. Um, so I'm very proud of stretched. Yeah.
0: So, well, first of all, I have to go. But it's interesting when you said people won't stretch themselves, but then when you're getting stretched, you're like, This is the best thing in the entire world and I'm thinking like I have that exact same experience. What is that about? I think there's something about laying like a dead fish and having someone do it for you yeah. that feels it's almost like a massage. It's yep. like relaxing, even though it can hurt. Yeah. It like hurts so good, yeah. And you don't have to think. Like who, after you finally do the workout, you get the thing done. Who wants to think about stretching and have to sit there in silence and whatever? But having someone do it for you, you literally just get to lay there, yeah. and it's kind of amazing. But I'm gonna ask a question that might seem so obvious, but I'm curious. I feel like this might motivate more of us to stretch more, and I don't think it's ever really explained. Everyone just says like, you need to stretch. Stretching so important why is stretching something that everyone needs to do why is stretching so important like actually
1: (laughs) yeah well and i think honestly all of this stuff is even debated so it's a good question but there's a few important benefits of stretching one is injury prevention if you are more limber your movements will come more naturally and you are less likely to get hurt and as we get older i mean you're super young i'm at the age where i'm reading outlive and all the books about longevity like i uh, being limber or what there's another word that that'll come to me ply there's the word pliable there's all these words being able to grab something without that like that falls and not get hurt becomes like the key to living pain-free for life like it sounds crazy but as you get older, the things you're going to do is hold a bag and bend over and hold shopping bags and kids and all those things. And those are the things that end up like taking you down, you know, and giving you the lifelong injuries that make you sit on the sidelines and not be able to exercise. And that's when your body like starts to just like atrophy and you get all the aches and pains. And so it's just like preventing the injury. It's, Staying with a range of motion, you know, all these things are about like maintaining a range of motion so you don't experience pain or get hurt, um, you know, as you age. So there's also like a lot of people carry their stress in their body and it can be very s- relieving of the stress. Um, and so there's a ton of benefits, but most have to do with pain and injury prevention.
0: Okay. So you own this studio and you're reading all these books. Then what's like the prescription? Like how often are you stretching? How often does someone have to stretch or prioritize stretching in their week to really get the injury prevention results and all that because you could stretch for five minutes after a workout class once a week is that really you know that's not really going to move the needle so what would you say is like the ideal if someone were to prioritize stretching what's the ideal prescription
1: well I do think daily self-stretching is a great practice to have it's just like you should if you can have like two minutes when you wake up you really should just stretch out you know see what's going on and you know and then attend to where you feel tightness and this is for active people and inactive people to be honest inactive people probably need it more than the active people right you know we say our clients either they some of them sit front row at their spin class some of them sit at a desk all day and never go to a spin class some sit on an airplane all the time everybody needs this Um, and so I do think a little daily self-stretching is super important. Like you can minimize it, but it's really important. And as far as, you know, we don't have any grandiose ideas that you're going to like trade all your workouts in for stretching. If you can come and get an assisted stretch once a month, it'll help you. Ideally once a week is great, but no one's really going to do that. Um, you know, it's, it costs money and it takes time. So it just depends how busy you are. So wherever you can get in your stretching, whether you're like standing on line, like that's a great place to stretch. When I fly on the airplane, when I'm waiting for the bathroom on the airplane, I'm the one standing there stretching. Same. You know, like... I stretch
0: on the subway. Because yeah. I'll, like, go to Central Park via subway in the morning to yeah. run. And then I'll subway back and I'm standing stretching on the train, like, falling over. But, yeah, like I mean, you got to be careful
1: you... that, like, crazy people don't, like, get offended by it. But, Oh, yes. I'm not
0: doing, like, lunges. <laughs> I'm, like, doing, like, ankle stuff okay, that no yeah. one can really, yeah. like, un- realize that I'm doing. But something about running and then sitting down at my desk, I just feel like everything locks up.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, you, you definitely... Especially with the mileage you're running, training for a half marathon, you need to be stretching or you will get hurt because you will all the – Yeah, if you go from active to completely inactive, your body will not adjust fast enough. So
0: not until I started training for a half marathon did I actually prioritize stretching because that's what I was saying before. I like the structure and goal of a half marathon because it's like – it, it's it like gives you good habits, other exactly, good habits. Yes. Exactly. And you're probably
1: going to bed early. Yeah. Not, I don't know if you drink, but not drinking as much. I'm I'm, pr- I'm only drinking when it's like worth it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
0: like an engagement party or a fun night out. But I, a little pro tip is now that I need to stretch more often, I'm that person who's like, okay, I don't want to sit here for 10 minutes just watching a stretching video at night. Like I'm bored out of my mind. Yeah. So I will like play a podcast or something while the stretch is on mute and like follow along so that I still feel like I'm getting like entertained, but I'm getting a stretch in because I don't know why I never prioritized it before, but also something about running is you get tight really quick from it and your hips feel tight as you're running. So it makes you wanna stretch more so that your next run is better.
1: Totally, are you foam rolling also?
0: Not as much as I should. You should. I think I'm gonna come into stretch like before and after. And you should be doing the boots. Yeah, we
1: so this. No, but I just don't have them. They're like a million dollars. But you can but come, I should in. come in. Yeah, I mean, stretched devotes the fall to like running season, right? And has all these like running packages. And if you bring Amazing. in like your marathon registration, you get like this, this, and this. Because I mean, as I said, we have a lot of people who don't exercise who come to Str- stretched, and it's about their inactivity that makes them want to come but like when you're training for these things you need to be are you doing ice baths or anything like that once in a while okay it's so i've fun. gotten really into ice baths i'm uh, obsessed i do like we have a cold we are lucky my building has a cold plunge what i didn't do it this morning because i thought i'd be sitting here shivering because you shiver yeah, for like yeah, an hour yeah. after but like in the gym is that there, where it is? There's a pool, and so it's next to the Smart. pool.
0: Wait, that's amazing. Yeah, so I've become that obsessed in the
1: three minutes. I do like three minutes almost every day.
0: Oh, I'm obsessed, too, because I'm, I like cold therapy so much more than heat therapy. Interesting. I belong to Chelsea Pierce Fitness, so I do sauna all the time, and I love it, especially like when the winter hits, I'm yeah. going to like die to go in the sauna. But I love the challenge of sitting in ice. I yeah. don't know what it is. Like, I'm obsessed with it. So I have been doing that, but not as frequently as I should. I'm, like, as long as I can get the daily stretching in, yeah. I feel like that's the bare minimum. And then, like, the extra stuff on the weekend, like, for fun, Yeah, I'll do. But I'm going to come in and
1: do – well, you sound done very regimented, and you're following all the rules. Trying. So you trying. It kill sounds it. like it. I know it, you'll but, kill it.
0: Okay, what I really have wanted to talk to you about, which you mentioned before, is trend forecasting Yeah. for a couple reasons. One, I'm curious what that job is because I feel like there's so many jobs. Everyone feels stuck in their job, yeah. especially in their 20s. And I feel like – there's all these jobs we've just never heard of, and I've, I've heard of trend forecasting before, but I didn't. I've never met someone who's actually done it. So first of all, I want to talk about wellness trends. But like, what is what did that job entail?
1: Well, I mean, you basically spoke to how I felt at that time. I was graduating college, trying to figure out what I was wanted to do, and I picked up a mag. I was like reading a magazine down at school, and there was this article about this they were calling them cool hunters at the time and it was there were five different women or something four women that were doing it and I read it and I was like oh my god you can get paid to do what I'm not what I felt like I was naturally doing like you know paying attention to the trends and I sent my resume to all the company all the people in the article there's companies so people can look up like trend
0: forecasting agencies let's say yeah I mean they're
1: They so what we actually did was a combination of market research consulting and trend forecasting that makes so sense. you do like focus group some of it is boring focus groups you know nowadays most of these things happen online you know back then I would fly to like bumblefuck oh my God. and because you know you want the right like diversity of people yeah. that you're talking to and do focus groups in like a sterile room which still happened a little bit but not as much I would also do. Intercepts, which like I hated, but we'd fly to like Austin, Texas, and like with surveys and walk up to people who seemed cool to be like, Excuse me, Hi. like, will you take a survey for 15 minutes for $30? Like, those are, it's not as glamorous. Some of it's not as glamorous as you think it is because you're actually trying, sorry, sorry to find and talk to. Um, the cool people. And then some of it is more glamorous where you're talking to the tech founders in New York City via like a cocktail party and asking them, you know, so really what it entailed was figuring out like who are the mainstream and who are those people that are ahead of the mainstream and talking to them in a variety of ways and then culling the information and pulling out what we called macro trends and micro trends. So the macro trends are the bigger societal shifts in the way people are thinking and behaving. So there was one macro trend that led me to my life of wellness. So I had a business for SLT that was also in the wellness space. And it was all because in 2006, I wrote up a trend, a macro trend called the rise of well consciousness. And I, I, I tried to trademark, I trademarked the term well-conscious, um, it took did not take off. Nobody <laughs> cared about it. I thought I was going to like, yeah. everyone was going to start using this term. But I wrote a trend called the rise of well consciousness. And it was in 2006 where people really started to think preventative about their health. Prior to that, they were doctor Googling is what we would right. say, where you'd be like, oh my God, I have this pain in my hip. What is it? And be like, self-diagnose and then go to the doctor. But that was when everyone started to be like, you know what? I can prevent this stuff. And that speaks to what I was saying about SLT, like, and stretch. And Stretched, yeah. It's all about preventing the bad things that tend to happen to people and getting ahead of it. Um, and so it was my obsession with that trend and being like, yes, like, I was 30 at the time. Oh. And I used to be obsessed with, you know, restaurant openings and sample sales and things like that. And all of a sudden, I noticed it amongst for myself where I was like seeing a nutritionist, not because I was overweight, but because I wanted to know what I should be eating. And I was caring about what ingredients were in beauty products. And this was a new phenomenon. Um, and so, you know, I took that like cool hunting insight, you know, that like people are, and, and like turned it into the rest of my career. Uh, But, you know, my former boss, like, still does it. She has a company called Trendera. And we put out these trend reports. Ours at the time was called the Cassandra Report. And um, Cassandra was a Greek goddess that had the power to see the future, but she was cursed with no one believing her. Like, she would say what was coming and everyone would just disregard it. So, um, but all this stuff still exists. And, you know, I I actually try to get the – I have private equity partners in SLT. And – at their conference every year they bring in a, a cool hunter and he lately they're talking about ai and like they're not talking about like the fashion trends they're more although there are people that do the fashion trend hunting but a lot of these are more like tech focused and like how are we what also going to come. ai applies to every single industry coming 100%. up so i feel like every, and every person like right we should all instead I still Google but I shouldn't be I should be on like chat GPT, GPT. yeah it's so I'm crazy. just so old school no. yeah. but what's
0: wild to me is I was gonna ask is there a trend where you like hit it and you were like wow I can't believe that actually blew up but like it's your entire career it's wellness yeah that's so crazy yeah. that back then it really wasn't a thing no I feel like it's blown up over the past like 10 years yeah and even every year, it gets more of a thing like clean beauty, non toxic living. Like it just keeps getting yeah. more and more niche or broad. Honestly, yeah. like the even fashions now like sustainable. Like it's
1: it's just getting I mean, being vegan. So big. The joke, you know, being vegan back then was you were crazy. You were like, and now it's like being vegan. There are vegan restaurants. I saw there's a vegan grocery store. Yeah, I but now
0: it it's turning around where vegans people are like, vegans actually not healthy. You need like good protein yeah. for meat. and so. That's another thing I want to ask you is, is there anything that was like used to be a trend in wellness or fitness that you're like, no, or just like busting a myth, like that's actually not good for you. It was branded and marketing, marketed as- I mean,
1: gluten-free. I think gluten-free, right. unless you have a a gluten allergy, unless you've been diagnosed with a gluten allergy or like you just know what happens to your stomach when you eat gluten there is no reason to eat gluten-free like people will serve gluten-free desserts and I'm like why like I don't gross (laughs) and gross it tastes gross the ingredients are not better for you and yeah unless you need it it you should not be I don't think (laughs) gluten-free well I also
0: find that because it's very different now but my brother was gluten-free which he still has to be now because he's celiac but like In when we were in like middle school or high school or something, he was eating all, looking back, processed food, like gluten-free pretzels and gluten-free this and gluten-free that. Now there's a lot of things that they just like don't include gluten, but it's still whole food. Right. But it used to be just all frozen, processed, everything that you would eat. And that's not healthy by any means. Totally.
1: Well, and to your point, like, is tofu better than... Right. ...than salmon? No. no like you know <laughs> right, yeah. right but honestly if you asked me 10 years ago i'd be like yeah
0: tofu yeah. is the healthy option because it's vegan but that's actually not no
1: the hormones i re- once someone told me about the hor- how it messes with your hormones uh and i used to eat a lot of tofu
0: how does it mess with your hormones
1: oh it's like estrogen it gives really? you like extra estrogen and it's yeah so
0: people who are using it like eating it every single day
1: yeah, I mean, all really this stuff you. has the good and bad. Like you have to understand the bad right. when you take on any of these diets.
0: Yeah. Okay. Is there anything fitness-wise, like we were talking about, how some megaformer classes can actually be bad for your body? Is there are there any fitness trends where you're like, do not do that? I'm trying. Like
1: or honestly, you fitness like- right now, there's not that many trends. Like fitness is in an interesting place. It there's is. not that much new in fitness. What happened during COVID? was a lot of workouts were taken home. Like they were taken out of the studio, out of the gym and brought to home. So people are still doing those workouts at home. And then there's, and then the other thing that happened is like certain things that require equipment that you can't really have at home, either because of price or space, those workouts thrived, which is why you see so many Pilates ish workouts, because it's the one workout people couldn't bring home during the pandemic so we're thriving you know the whole category is thriving um the other really? thing you would
0: say thriving now we're at a point where it's like
1: the pilates back? ish workouts are thriving Amazing. yes okay. yes and the other phenomenon that happened is i think people it was so high everything was high impact before covid to your point there are a lot of people being like i don't want to do pilates it's not enough of a workout but there was this whole appreciation during the pandemic for lower impact workouts and so people are and it speaks to the longevity and the lack of like avoiding injury and the like desire to recover more um so like high impact workouts kind of went a little out of fashion and then the other thing that happened is when you're working out at home it's hard to do an hour workout in your house like you get bored or you see your computer or your phone yeah. is ringing so workouts became shorter that's
0: why melissa Wood Health did so well during yeah. the pandemic
1: yeah So people were doing like 30 minute workouts or even like, I'll do a 15 minute ab and a 15 minute arm and making their own workouts out of them. So workouts became shorter, but because they became shorter at home, people were like, if I'm going to schlep to a studio, I don't want a 30 minute workout. So like the 30 minute workouts are like your home workouts. And then the studio workouts have to be at least 45 minutes. Totally.
0: I'm not paying for something I could do at home and I'm not paying for a quickie. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then you would see, like, the emergence of those EMS workouts, the ones where they, like, stimulate your body before COVID. And they're still there, but I think the, like, hubbub about it kind of sizzled over COVID. Um, But, you know, obviously things like spin that everybody got their own bike, those studios have really suffered.
0: Because you really can have a similar experience at home. If you turn the lights off and you have the – SoulCycle, Peloton, yeah. whatever app in front of you, and you have the bike. It's like why pay? To I personally would rather pay. I personally love the environment of a workout class, but I do feel like I'm in the minority in terms of if you have the equipment at home at this point. Although New York City is probably doing better than LA because New York City, you can't really have much equipment. Totally,
1: at home, you know. Yeah, and I'd say the other trend, and we've you mentioned the class. The other trend in fitness is the the people will still go to a studio for the community. Right. And there's, there's like commute. Every studio has a community in that. There are a bunch of people there, but there are certain studios that the community is so much a part of the workout where it's like cultish in yes. the actual workout. Like what is being said and it's soul, cycle emotional <laughs> and yeah, there's forward space. Yes. The class soul cycle. And so I think those places have like done in, you know, forward space in the class more probably than SoulCycle yeah. have done a good job of retaining their their people because they offer them not just calorie burn, but Honestly, a spiritual, the class is yeah, like, like a, a spiritual, meditation. Emotional yeah.
0: release. Like I will always go to the class in person when I feel the need to just like let some shit out yeah. and like feel
1: supported. It's like therapy. Literally. Well, I mean, you see these people are trying, the Soul Cycle founders, in fact, have a new business, Peoplehood, where mm-hmm. they're trying to make kind of bring elements of soul cycle into therapy you yeah. know it, it all like crosses over I've
0: actually been wanting to try that I'm yeah like so curious Me about too. it
1: okay so before we get into the ending segment though
0: what are some things that you predict on the horizon we know what's doing well now what's out of style whatever
1: like I'm curious in the wellness or fitness space what do you see only growing from here so I'll say a few things one is the focus on longevity and i mentioned this already and i know you're young and you're not thinking about it actually but i am i feel like
0: the the more time goes on the younger it's hitting younger generations yeah. more and more probably just through social media and whatnot but
1: yeah so in the idea of longevity is thinking about like things that are going to enable you to ling- live a long life in as best health as you possibly can so you know nobody you want to be a hundred if you're not going to be like incapacitated at a hundred If you're gonna be in like so much pain and unable to move, like who wants to live that long? And people are living long. So this is the idea of like living well for long. And so just thinking more about like, should I train for a full marathon, or will it screw me up for the rest of my life? Uh. And if and if you, no, and if it like so, just do halves. You know, right, like it's right, like right, right, right. Th- that idea of just like framing things differently, and before going to something, think about the long-term implications and what's good for you. I mean, I got one of these. I don't know if you know rucking, uh, or you've seen people with the weighted backpacks or the weighted vest. Mm-hmm. Rucking is literally like walking or hiking with a weighted backpack and your heart rate's supposed to be in like zone two and like, um, just like thinking smarter, not just like what is going to maximize my calorie burn right? and more like what is going to enable me to maximize my calorie burn for as long as possible. Totally. Um, so I think longevity and I think, you know, certain workouts that work your core and focus on balance and all those things are longevity workouts. Um, and then, I my my joke or my like thing i like to say now is that um uh medi spas are the new boutique fitness. So I, I can see that. And so I I see them popping up everywhere and everyone's trying to figure out like how do I differentiate myself so there are the med spas for like Gen Z where I I I don't know if you've seen Peachy where yeah. it's really marketed yeah. in a like young and prevention sort of way, like do it in your twenties and you'll never get a wrinkle in your life, and then there are ones that are focused on like IV drips and any any and filler, and that's probably more for like, o- well the filler is more for like an older person, but there's just this movement towards like, you know looking young you know never getting old kind of (laughs) um or never never looking like you're old so the med spa i just think is on the rise um and then the you know i think recovery is just going to continue and will evolve and even more like water therapy um i'm actually on the board of a company that is going to start opening these hot springs businesses where it's usually a hot spring is naturally occurring. So you only find them in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, But these will be unnaturally occurring hot springs. uh, And they're going to be open in a city near you very soon. And this idea of water therapy that like you can be in a pool with different minerals and it can help you sleep or like in a cold plunge and it can help with your you not getting sick. Yeah. Um, All those things just like the power of water
0: so exciting to me like I'm obsessed with wellness
1: so hearing that there's like new things yeah. on the horizon I just want to try it all yeah but I as I said I don't think there's that much new in fitness it's kind of no you're fitness right is boring right now You're right
0: because it all stayed online yeah it really did because it did so well and it's continuing to do well especially with like anyone who doesn't live in a city yeah they now have access to all of this like boutique fitness which is great but there's not I think people are scared to open new new fitness studios in a city after COVID. To be honest, yeah, because like Mind Body, what was it called, not Mind Body Green, um, Mind Body Project, Project, yeah. I loved that studio. Yeah,
1: I mean that studio is gorgeous, and I love gorgeous. Him and, yeah, Chris
0: was on the podcast. I love, oh,
1: like, yeah. it made me
0: so upset. But I'm like, damn, like people are now going to be scared to try something new
1: post COVID. Well, and I think the key with starting a new fitness studio is is it something you can't get at home or elsewhere? Like it needs to be a machine or something, a piece of equipment. I mean, you see these like climbing places or, are, are opening right. a bit because like who has a climber? I mean, your ceiling height for a climber needs to be, I don't know. You know, I think it's about like specialization and like, can you be something that nobody else can be?
0: Yeah. Like rumble. You can't do the boxing and everything at home. Really? Yeah. You could, but you're probably not. Yeah. Um. Okay. Also, like pregnancy, my I'm in my late 20s, so like I just had a best friend who had a baby, and she was like, my doctor said I recovered from my C-section so well because my core is strengthened. Yeah, people
1: used to brag like about how long their labor took, like my clients did. They'd be like, oh, it took me 15 minutes to push out the baby because of my core, and then I went and had babies, and it didn't take me 15 (laughs) minutes. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Oh, that's so sad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um okay, let's get into ending segment fun facts and favorites. Okay. Uh it's more it's like a rapid fire. Okay. Top self-care tip. Sleep. What's your favorite way to move? Megaformer. Megaformer. Um are you a are you more of a book reader or a podcast listener? Book reader. Okay. Book
1: recommendation. Uh my favorite like just for fun read is The Light We Lost obsessed okay and then there's a business book i love uh, the trillion dollar coach
0: oh i haven't heard of that the one. the best
1: i like highlighted every page oh really yeah, yeah. for like
0: entrepreneurship
1: for yeah like leadership entrepreneurship yeah
0: amazing okay wellness product you can't live without right now
1: Aquafor. always same <laughs> on my lips okay. it's always
0: on my lips where can the people
1: find you shout out the new slt studio yeah so we're opening a new slt in noho come if you're in the area um, and I can be found at Amanda Hope Free- at Amanda Hope Freeman on Instagram is where I'm most active. And S L T N Y C is S L T stretched with a D. Space it, dot com is stretched.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Amanda. So fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. Please, please, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you just can't get enough of this podcast, go subscribe over on YouTube. You can see the full-length video episodes and shorter clips as well. You can find TikTok clips over at Jen Lauren with two ends. You can find Instagram Reels, if that's your jam, over on Instagram at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's. And even Dare to Self Care Pod on Instagram. So, You never have to go a day without Dare to Self Care.